I'm Tara Aldridge and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Yay! Okay, welcome back to the Smart Woman Show where you're learning to lead your life, to empower yourself. And guess what? Today is super exciting because we haven't touched on any of this today yet or through this series yet. And that's about the intuition that's inside of you that makes you want to do all this in the first place. And mm. so we have Jennifer Jade, who I have a very personal story with, which I'll tell you a little bit later. I just want to tell you how amazing she is. I had to write it down because your, your credentials are getting so long, Jen. I mean, you're, you're really important person to the world. And I mean, we all are, but, but what, you know, one thing I really just want to highlight here is that when we follow our intuition, you get to be like the experts on this show. You get to be like Jennifer Jade. You get to follow your purpose and your dream. And that's what she's done. And that's why she's a best-selling and award-winning author, an international speaker, and a top 20 podcast host. So um, without further ado, I really, Jen, if it's okay with you, can we really dive into um, the power of intuition and, and what that actually looks like, what that means and dig into the guts of it. Like I want to break it. I want to go deep on this one. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yay. That's my jam, Tara. <laughs> I'm in the right place then. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So intuition, my earliest experience with that was, Oh, you know, if you're intuitive or, or I, I lumped it together with psychic, intuitive, psychic medium. I lumped all of these things together. And I thought that meant, oh, that means you can communicate with people who have passed away, or that means um, you can see spirits or something, something very extreme, something on the far end of the spectrum, something maybe you've seen in movies or Hollywood or whatever. And I thought then there was just the rest of us mere mortals who you don't have any of those gifts or abilities, and we're just trying to blindly find our way through life. And I spent the majority of my life up until at least my mid-20s just listening to whatever voice was going on in my head. And normally the voice was telling me, ah, oh, you'll never amount to anything. Ah, oh, that'll never work out for you. Or you could never be as successful as that person that you admire. Ah, oh, you're just not good enough. And you're too fat and you're too dumb and you, you're not educated. You know, all of these things. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. And I just, I just took it, literally, because yeah. I didn't know. And <laughs> I, I didn't know. That's what my I didn't know. It's true. That's what yeah. our book tells us. So we're like, okay, well, yeah. 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 So there I go. And I just follow the voice that's telling me you need to get a real job. So I go into finance and you need to do the, you need to check all these boxes. You need to buy the house and the car and have the big wedding and all these things. And then you'll be happy. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> here I am racing, trying to get all of these check boxes off the list and I had the majority of them checked off by the time I was 25 mm -hmm. and I thought okay 
you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for the happiness. I'm ready for the fulfillment, you know, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> I'll work my ass off to get there and to get there fast. And, um, but there was always something missing, even, even as my income was increasing as a mortgage broker. And even as I checked those boxes, I just had this sinking feeling more and more and more as time, even as my, even as my, um, pay rate, I was hundred percent commission based. So even as that was going up, my fulfillment and happiness was doing the opposite. And I, I felt so ripped off. I was like, what the hell? I worked my ass off my whole life. What is going on? You know, I, I worked to get to this place. What's missing? What's going on? And so I went on this journey and uh, I was really questioning the choices that I had made. And, you know, this, it reminds me of the beginning of Eat, Pray, Love, to be honest with you, if anyone's watched the beginning of that movie. Yeah. When she's walking around the house and she's looking at photos of her husband and she's looking at her apartment and I think she was in New York and she's like, isn't this the life I wanted? Isn't this basically everything that I ever wanted? What's wrong? And you're giving me goosebumps right now, just so you know. I wish I could show you. I have goosebumps all over my legs. Okay. So this is resonating, and I'm sure this is gonna resonate with with more than just us. So I'm so happy we're we're sharing this. Um I realized that the piece that was missing was fulfillment. Mm -hmm. That's a big word for me, fulfillment. I was not fulfilled in how I was living my life. And we don't have to be fulfilled by our job. But I wasn't fulfilled with any of the things that I thought was going to make me feel like that, that missing piece was gone. It, it just So the journey began. I start questioning my choices. I don't, you know, do I, is there something else I want to do? What would that be? And I thought, well, if there's anything that I re- ever really wanted to do, I always wanted to be a photographer. Always. Like ever since I was a little kid and I had camera in my hands and I always had, whether it was video or, or still always. And so I thought, Oh, but that's like, I don't want to be broke and I don't want to have anxiety over money. Like I had witnessed as a child in my family. And, um, I had my own personal wake up call. I lost a family member that was young. He was 41 when he passed or he just turned 42 And I thought, oh my goodness, Jen, what if this is your last 10 years to live? What if this is your last decade? Are you going to be happy that this is the way that you lived it? And the answer was no. So I started to transition from mortgage broker to destination wedding photographer. And I have never faced in my life up until that point such immense fear. And the voice in my head was 10 times as loud as it had ever been. And it was 10 times as worse and it, to the point where like I had, I just felt like I had this pit in my stomach all the time, this ball of stress, clammy hands, couldn't really sleep. Oh, like doubting myself every single day. Jen, what are you doing? These people aren't so bad. You have your own office, like totally yeah. rationalizing why I should stay, why I have it good. I just need to be more grateful, you know, all of these things. But there was, there was this tiny voice as loud and overbearing as this voice was and and got even louder, there was this tiny little whisper that told me to keep going. It just said, Jen, keep going. Jen, you got this. Jen, one foot in front of the other. Jen, it's all going to work out. Oh, now I'm getting goosebumps all day. I'm getting goosebumps again. And so the only thing that I could think of 
in those moments was that I'd rather try and even fail mm -hmm. in the attempt of doing something that I love than to never know what could have been. Mm -hmm. To just listen to that voice that was telling me I was no good and it's going to fail and I'm going to end up homeless and foreclosed mm -hmm. on and everything that it was telling me, literally, mm -hmm. and I believed it. Yeah. Um, you know, if I believed that voice, I would believe it. If I believed it now, I was going to believe it till the day I died. I was going to believe it all the way to my deathbed. And then I would be one of those people that Brony Ware writes about in her book, The Five Regrets of the Dying where the number one regret from, from her 20 years as a palliative care nurse was, mm. I wished I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to be one of those people. So I thought, okay, even if I fail at this photography thing, that was my dream at the time, even if I fail at this, at least I will know on my deathbed that at least I tried. At least I know what was possible and what's not possible. So on I went. I became a photographer. I worked with amazing mentors. I knew that was the shortest gap between where I was and where I wanted to be was to hire someone who was already doing it. I wanted to work with the best of the best. I wanted to learn everything from them. I would travel wherever I needed to go in the world to work with them, to learn from them, to learn under them. And I didn't care if I had to go into debt to do that, use my credit card, whatever. I was doing it because I, I started to value my time that I had left on this planet more than my money and or debt or whatever I had at the time. So yeah. off I went and my business became successful in a short amount of time. I started being hired to, to photograph weddings where I lived, but also in the Caribbean and Hawaii and even in Australia, I started winning awards consecutive years. And I thought, Oh my goodness, I can't believe this is my life. And what the hell was that voice telling me mm -hmm. that this would never happen and that I was going to fail and that my whole town was going to laugh at me and I was going to get foreclosed on? What was that? Because that wasn't <laughs> Who was true. That? What was that? Yeah. And what was the tiny, the teeny tiny little minuscule subtle whisper that told me to keep going? Because I want some more of that. Yeah. And how can I turn up the volume on that? And how can I listen to that more? And how can I be led by that more? Because where that led me was way more magical than yeah. where the loud overbearing fears had ever taken me in my life. Yes. So that was kind of, that was the beginning of that journey. And so the little voice, there's a couple things in there that I love that you said that I want to pull out just because yeah. of where, where I think our, that the audience may be. Mm -hmm in that either they're running a successful business yep. and they're becoming complacent and they're not leveling up and bringing, you know, you know, 10 X is one thing, but like even two Xing, three Xing, four Xing yes. their businesses because they're comfortable at, you know, just making higher figures than they were last year. And yep. they start to sit back and limiting beliefs don't stop once you've reached your first goal. You know, you've yeah. not, you've not just arrived. So I just want to encourage that woman who's watching right now, who's already in the thick of it and is becoming a little bit complacent. Now's your time to push through. And Jen's going to teach you now as we move forward and support you in turning up that volume, I'm guessing. And then there's one other thing that you said that resonated with me the most, and it actually could bring tears to my eyes because the conversation I kept having with myself before I started my quantum leap year 
mm-hmm. was I should really just be grateful for mm-hmm. what I have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're kind of coming out of the space of um, balances everything. You know, yes, we need to live in the moment, but, but actually being unbalanced sometimes in your life is super productive, right? Mm-hmm. And it's necessary to quantum leap or to even engage that little voice. So um, if you are the woman who was like me watching this, who's feeling that she needs to be more grateful, girl, you are grateful. Now mm-hmm. let's expand your world so that you can be even more grateful for what you're about mm-hmm. to create. So Jen, tell us how to turn up the volume on that. Yeah. Cause okay. I want more of that too. So turning up the volume on that, I'm holding that here because what you just said, um, Mm. I I totally resonate with. So when I, in this business, when I started doing really well and I was making even more income than I had in any of my, so in photography or in finance, um, I, I became that person that you just described. I got complacent and I got comfortable and it was nice you know, it was, and sometimes it's okay to be comfortable for a little while, mm-hmm. especially if you have been out of balance for a stretch of time, mm-hmm. which I had been pretty much my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I had been really pushing the needle, honestly, since my first memory is four years old with mm-hmm. the Kool-Aid stands, lemonade stands, yeah. greeting cards. We are soul sisters, you and I. Yeah, always, always. And so I got to this point where okay, I feel like I could just take a bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. And that was good for a little while. And, and we deserve that. And, um, but also the fire that I had to keep going and keep pushing and keep was kind of, you know, dimming down a little bit. And, and so this is where I'm resonating with the woman that you were describing. And so I really got curious about that. I got curious about, well, what was motivating me before that is not motivating me now? And how can I shift that? Because I didn't want to stay in the complacency and in the comfort zone. I've never, I love to, I think of myself as adventurous and maybe not in the, you know, far, far end of the spectrum, but adventurous to, to go beyond the comfort zone, to, to trust in moving forward, even when you don't know what's around the next corner and making investments that you feel called to just because your heart is guiding you to do like doing these things. So I knew I wouldn't stay in this complacent place forever, but I also knew my old forms of motivation and inspiration were not there anymore. Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out, well, what would, what would fire me up now? And one thing that stood out for me was that I had to, it it now is bringing in the other piece that you were talking about, the gratitude. Um, I had more than I ever had before in my life at this point. I had more than I'd ever had. I had more than anyone in my family has ever had. So it felt very, unnatural for me to want more it was it was not it was yeah it was not familiar it was not natural to have this much so who am I to ask for more and and you know the grateful piece as well like I was very grateful almost to the point like of asking if I deserve this you know where it was coming coming at me that way um I wasn't fearful anymore and that was a lot of what motivated me before. Um, I had this calling in my heart, but I realized a lot of the push-shove was, a lot for me at the time, was fear and scarcity based from my childhood. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have that anymore. So I had to really get curious with myself. Um, so I learned a few things. 
one of them being that, you know, I want to help to anyone listening that relates to that is I had to really come back to my mission, you know, and I know you use that word a lot as well, Tara, is my mission. And even if I already have more than I've ever had and, and people in my family are familiar with, um, doesn't mean that my mission stops. So yeah. I had to re instead of looking around and being like, whoa, like, this is enough. I have enough. I have more than I've ever had. Um, I don't know if I deserve more. I don't know if I need more. You know, I don't want to be ungrateful or any of those things. Those are all very I statements and me statements. So you think that you're thinking selflessly, like, I don't need more. I'm good. You know, but really it's, you're saying I a lot and you're saying yeah, me it's a lot. About you. It's yeah. not about you. <laughs> so I had, I had to really reconnect to my mission. Well, here's the part two that came in with my mission. Mm -hmm. um, so reconnecting to the mission, even if that means continuing to have more and continuing to whatever, um, have more than I have and my family has, that's fine because it's not about that. It's about continuing with my mission. But the other piece was um, I was wondering, am I helping people enough? Am I helping people enough? that I, well, I guess it's a little bit slow connected to, that I deserve this. Mm. And I was really connected to um, everyone else's journeys and everyone else's results. Like I was taking responsibility. Oh, I feel like there's at least one person that's going to be watching this that really needs to hear this. I was taking responsibility for my client's results and their life journey. Mm -hmm. And if they weren't having overnight success and they weren't a millionaire within seven days, then I sucked at what I did. And I sucked at my job and I don't deserve to be paid well. I don't deserve to be paid and I don't deserve to be paid well and all kinds of things. And that took me out for a little bit too. And so again, I had to come back to my mission. I had to trust what's in my heart. What's in my heart is meant for me. What's in my heart to share is, is being asked to be shared. It's being asked by God, by source, by the universe to be shared. No one asks me to go around and save the world and take responsible for everyone else's lives and make sure that, that their journey unfolds the way that their ego wants it to unfold. That's yeah. not, that's not it. It is Jen, here's your message. Please be our voice. You know, if it's coming from God's trumpet. Yes, just do it. And don't worry about who takes it and who doesn't and who does something with it and who doesn't. Just get it out in the world. And so I had to reconnect to that as well. But coming back to the original question about the volume, um, the way that you turn the volume up on your intuition, which to me is the telephone line to God, the telephone line to source, the telephone line to the universe, your angels, your guides, your higher self, whatever you feel that you're connecting to the most. It's the telephone line. And that's why I have the quiz, what's your most dominant intuitive language, so that you can kind of tell is your is your telephone line connected to your ears? Is it connected to your body? Is it connected to your, your mind? What is it connected to so you can most clearly receive that guidance? How you can turn up the volume on that, um, number one, is by intentionally focusing on it. Intentionally putting your attention mm -hmm. on it. So before you make any decision, and you can start with small decisions. What shoes should I wear today? What shirt should I put on? What pair of earrings? Ask. Ask mm. your intuition. Say, 
Interesting. Doing my highest best good. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I've heard you say that before. I've heard you say that before. Uh, that's the first time that's landed with me. Okay. And I'm like, why am I not doing that? Yes. Because if we go straight into, um, well, should I, um, make my business goal from 1 million to 3 million this year, or should I do this big, huge conference with 5,000 people that I want there or not? If you're not in the habit of trusting your intuition for your business, for yourself, for your life, if you can start with the little, the little decisions that are not going to have really huge ramifications, whether you listen or not, you'll start to get in the habit of, of, of asking, receiving the guidance and acting on it, trusting it. And then you might even receive validation as to why it was the right choice for you to wear those shoes today, why it was the right choice for you to wear that shirt today, why it was the right choice for you to whatever you're doing, take this turn home instead of a different way you usually go. Yeah. And so then you're like, ah, now I recognize this. I get it. Okay. So now you start using it for the bigger decisions in your business. Should I make this 50K investment into this coach? Should I book this, you know, 4,000, 5,000 person venue for a convention I want to create? Should I? And will I? Is this in my highest and best good? And you know, you know that it's going to work out because you have practiced listening in and asking that voice, that intuitive part of you for guidance, for clarity, and it'll be very subtle. It'll always stay subtle. It will never be as loud and obnoxious as the ego, as the fear, as the voice that says, oh, don't invest that money. You're, you'll lose it. You're going to be a laughing stock. Your husband's going to laugh at you and your friends are going to think what an idiot. But you ask your intuition, is this in my highest and best good? Is this aligned with my purpose? Is this going to help me take my business to the next level? If I book this venue, will the people come? Will people show up? Will people want this? And if you're getting this nice, subtle, calm, yes, then trust it. And don't wait for it to be as loud ego or louder as it won't be. Um, it's always going to be this very soothing, calm, non-judgmental answer. So even if it's a no, so say um, you had, you were thinking of working with a, a coach and um, you have a discovery call with them or someone, a mentor, and then you get off the call and you ask your intuition for guidance. If it's a no for you, it's not going to be the no, don't do it. This is a horrible coach and don't, you're going to lose this money and you need this. You should be paying off your debt with this money. And yeah. that's still fear and ego based. If it's a no for you, it'll just be like a feeling of, hmm, doesn't really feel like a fit. There won't be fear. There won't be even emotion or anything. It's just yeah. like, hmm, no, not for me. That's it. That's an intuitive no. Anything that's very like, ah, and freaking out and flustered, that's, that's fear and ego based. If it's intuitive, it's like, ah, it just doesn't really fit. I can't really explain mm-hmm. it, but I'm just not feeling called to, to do that or to make that choice or to make that if it's intuitive, yes, it's, it's a nice, subtle, yes, like, yes. And, and mm-hmm. why not? And go for it and trust it. And, and again, it's not loud, boisterous, judgmental or anything. It's just, it's a nice, subtle. So number one, the more attention you can put onto practicing, listening to that voice, trusting that voice, building your trust with that voice, making bigger and bigger and bigger decisions based on trusting that, that instinct, that voice the more you'll be able to, 
to use it to your advantage, to take your business to the next level, to, to two times, five times, 10 times, you know, exactly what you're talking about. Um, all the great people have mentioned their intuition. I wish I had my quotes in front of me, but, yeah. but, but Bill Gates has talked about intuition. Um, Steve Jobs has talked about intuition. Einstein has talked about intuition. All of these great people, they didn't rely solely on facts and numbers and logical explanations. They were, they were going with their gut on things. And what I really love teaching people is how you can intentionally connect with that piece of you any time of day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it is always there, it's always guiding you, it's always available to you. It's just a matter of, are you paying attention? I remember this memory of you is just the whole time you're talking about this, which is so bang on. If, if, if none of that, if you got to this point in the interview and none of that landed, do yourself a favor, just rewind the last minute and rewatch. Because this is where practice comes in. Yeah. When I, because Jen was my first, the first time in a long, long time that I had listened to my intuition. Because my, I found out about a live event she was having in San Diego. My intuition was saying, you should do that. You should really do that. She's going to be good for you. My ego Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on what my ego, but I had it all like packaged up and like with a beautiful foundation that Jen didn't even want me there. Mm -hmm. Like I had, my ego had decided that Jen didn't even like me. And, and that's who I call it my nerd is, right? That's the person who I have inside of me that I have to really love and nurture because I'm super lovable and I'm loving. So when I came to this event, and I, and I was following through my intuition, I just want to remind you that even though that voice is really soft and it's very certain and it's loving and it's non-judgmental and unemotional, once you start to walk in with your intuition hand in hand, it doesn't promise you that you won't be scared. Your intuition does not promise you that you, you know, won't be nervous or that you're still going to feel judged because I still did, but it will promise you that it will hold your hand and it will center you if you continue to go back to remembering why you're here in the first place. Wow. Yes, Tara, that's so beautiful. And I love how you just shared that piece too about being convinced that I didn't like you or that you weren't wanted there because I feel that all the time still. <laughs> I still feel that when I yeah. walk into a room and I'm the only one there or I go to dinner with people I've never met before or I'll even finish an interview or, or speaking on a stage and I'll still hear, yeah, you sucked at that, Jen. You really blew that one, didn't you? And I, ha I have such a great example of this not being true. And I'm so glad that we're bursting this bubble for anyone listening that continues to hear that voice. They don't want you there. No one likes you. You suck. You blew it. Mm -hmm. um, I was speaking at an event in Toronto um, like maybe two and a half or three weeks ago. And I had 30 minutes up on the stage. I had an idea. You know, I, I knew what I was going to be teaching up on the stage. And in, we had about an hour break after for dinner. And then it turned into an evening gala awards night till, you know, from six to midnight, basically. And so I said my 30-minute piece. I felt good about it. You know, I'm like, yeah, I did a, 
I did like a decent job. I didn't come off the stage buzzing. Like I just killed it and I just nailed it. And good job, Jen, and all this stuff. Yeah. That's not how I was feeling. I'm like, yeah, you did a decent job, whatever, whatever. And I just get off the stage and, and then the publisher who was holding the event, she says her final words. And then we close out for the hour before it switches into the evening gala. And uh, I got to speak with one of the women during dinner, which was really great. But once we went back to the gala for the awards night from, from solidly from 6 p.m. till midnight, I had yeah. woman after woman after woman coming up to me and saying, oh, my gosh, Jen, everything you said, everything you shared, I really needed this. Thank you for telling me. I can't, will you sign my book? Will you sign my book? Will you sign my book? And I was just saying, yeah. okay. <laughs> Again, again with the lies, you know, the, the voice that was saying, yeah, you did all right, I guess, you know, and, and it's just so even me, like I teach about this stuff, I embody it as much as I can, but I'm still on my own journey of, mm -hmm. of taking this to the next level and, and bringing and walking myself through this path. And there are times when my ego will slip into the driver's seat. And, and I won't notice and, and I'll just be so in it. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess I did kind of suck on that. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't that good. Yeah. You know, when you, especially when your mind is just on autopilot, yeah. your mind's on autopilot, it drifts into your old way of thinking, your old way of being. So you do need to be intentional. Just like you said, Tara, practice, 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 practice with a new way of being. And it comes with repetition. It comes with the intentional practice. It comes with the intentional asking questions, asking for guidance, trusting that guidance, following through on that guidance, seeing when it actually works out in your favor, just like it did for you, Tara. You came to that event. You trusted your intuition, even though the ego piece was still, oh, no one's going to want you there. You don't fit in. Look at them all looking at you like you don't belong. And it's not true. Like it never crossed any of our minds. But that's what, that's what you would, your ego would have you believe. Yeah. Um, but as a result of that event, there's been so many amazing, you know, domino effects because of that event, because you trusted that intuition piece, even when the ego was still there, even when the ego was still telling you, um, you, you don't belong, no one, want, blah, 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 you still went anyway. So thank you for underscoring that piece about how when you do listen to your intuition, when you are asking the questions, when you are doing the things that it's leading you to do, even though you're not really sure why and you're just trusting it, um, to know that the ego is still there. It's mm -hmm. still there. What we're trying to do is, if you picture a car, we're trying to take ego out of the driver's seat and put it in ideally the trunk, but you know, even the passenger seat or the back seat would be better and putting intuition in the driver's seat and trusting where it's taking us and trusting, trusting what it's putting inside of us to share yeah. the truth that it's asking us to, to be the trumpet for in the world. Like you said, the, if we are looking for growth in our business, asking, what would be the most joyful way I could two times my business this year? What would be the most joyful way I could 10 times my business this year? And it'll say Jen or Tara or Lisa or whoever create this, you know, new online program or, or up your prices by two, two fold or five fold or create this big convention or do this. And your yeah. ego will be like, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if anyone will come if I book that. And I don't mm -hmm. know if anyone will pay those prices and I don't know. It's fine. Do it anyways. Do it Just anyway. <laughs> do it anyway. See what happens. 
better to, to see what's possible than to always wonder what could have been. Exactly. And I mean, embracing failures, my business coach has, and then I have a question for you, but my business coach has a personal agenda this year to fail 19 times. Awesome. Because she's like, if I don't fail at least that, cause she calculated how many she'd failed the year prior. And she's like, I need, I'm not growing unless I'm failing. And so this whole spin on the word failure is actually fueling her and she's looking for her failures. Mm-hmm. So she knows that like, she has going to do her Netflix series and it's scaring the crap out of her. She's going to six X her company or whatever she's going to do that. She's got to take the steps in order to do that. And if failure is the option, then failure is the option. That's great. So, okay. So I was, I was thinking, what was she talking about when she was saying like, sometimes it's in the ear, sometimes it's in the heart. Like, are these different ways mm-hmm. to hear your intuition? I'm just wondering, is there like different types of intuition or how do we know? Because yes. I feel like when you were saying that, I was feeling like, oh, my intuition's definitely here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's true for everyone. That's such a great question, Tara. So that's one of the reasons I made the quiz. So if anyone listening takes that quiz, you'll, you'll, you'll receive, ideally, I think I have a pretty high success rate, like pretty high, almost, I don't want to say 100% in case there's the odd person, but with that being accurate with what your most dominant intuitive type is intuition type intuitive language i kind of that's a quiz that you have it's the quiz that okay yeah, good we'll drop it down here there'll be a link down yeah. here for you okay awesome yes. thanks jen and yeah of course and so i find that with myself and the the people that i've connected with and my clients over the years there's four main types there really are six um but the last two i'll get to them that aren't usually people's most dominant type so there is clairsentience so this might be this may be tara what you were referring to the clairsentience is clear feeling now each of these four clairs that i'm about to share there's a spectrum there's people that are like not really aware or slightly aware that they exist to people who are on the far end of the spectrum and it's like you know for clairsentience for example they have very almost severe symptoms of this clair. So there's a spectrum of each clair. So clairsentience would be clear feeling. Mm, this could be as simple as definitely mine. Yeah. The, the gut instinct, the gut instinct, when you meet someone before you even shake their hand, you kind of know if you like this person or not, if this person is a BSer or not, if this person's legit, genuine, if there's something odd about them, maybe they're sad and you, you don't even know them, but you can sense that they're sad or that something, you, you know, you just, you don't know anything about them and yet you, you're starting to receive some kind of feeling about them. Often, if we're not aware about clairsentience being our most dominant or one of our open clairs, we'll write that off as saying, oh, we're just being judgmental. We're judging a book by the cover. You know, this will be our rational mind saying, oh, don't be so judgmental, this, that, or the other thing. Um, and maybe in some cases it's true, but for clairsentient people, they can really feel you can wa- clairsentient people can walk into a room. They can walk into a room full of people and feel the energy of the room. Is this a high vibe room? Is this a pretentious room? Is this? Oh, I that this this is totally me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's clairsentient, and you can have more than one. Claire open. So these are all called Claire's. Claire means clear and then clear 
blank. Clear seeing is clear sentient. So you can have more than one open. Often we'll have one that's the most dominant and that's what the quiz is for. So that's clairsentient all the way to people who are extreme on the clairsentient. They'll be able to feel like if, if you were having a headache and I was coming in right now and we were talking, maybe I would start having a headache too. So there's clairsentient where you can feel whether that's on the spectrum at the beginning of you just have a gut feeling about someone or you walk into a room or even when like say your spouse is coming home from work and they haven't said anything to you about how their day was, but you can just feel the presence shift when they come in, whether it was a really, really great day or not a really great day. You can just sense that. So that's clairsentient. Claircognizant. Claircognizant is, is tricky because it's basically a direct download into your awareness. You didn't have to think about it. You didn't have to feel it. You didn't have to hear it. You just know it. And you don't know how you know it. And you don't know how you came across the information. It just lightning bolt. You just know. So a lot of times people will say, you'll say like, I don't know if this is such a good idea. I don't know about that person. I don't know if this is going to work out or the opposite. Like this is going to work out. This is, this is a good person to work with. This is, and well, how do you know that? I don't know. I just know. I just know like that. So that if you ever have said, I just know, usually that would be a claircognizant download that you received. Some examples of this are you're in the shower and you get this moment of inspiration just out of the blue, just boom, it's in your awareness. Do this, offer this, say this, create yeah. this. That would be claircognizant. It's claircognizance because it wasn't a, lo a logical, rational thing that you have covered over time that, oh, okay, well, I did this and this and this, so now this would make sense to do this. It wasn't this long, drawn-out process of getting to this point. It was, boom, oh my goodness, I just had the best idea. Boom, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm going to do this. Boom, boom, boom. And often these will happen in the shower because... Well, one, water is actually very grounding and cleansing. So we don't, you know, water is a really great place for you to receive these downloads. Mm -hmm. um, but we kind of turn our mind off a little bit. You know, we're not really, we're just washing up and, and our mind is relaxed mm -hmm. a little bit. We're not in the thick of our to-do list or anything like that. So the mind kind of relaxes and the intuition can come up a little bit to the surface at that point. So maybe it's while you're showering. Maybe it's while you're working out. You know, when your mind is a little bit distracted off of the busyness, sometimes we'll receive these, these great downloads, these, these strikes of lightning out of the blue. So anything out of the blue would be claircognizance. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So there's clairsentience, claircognizance, clairaudience. This is the one that started as my most dominant. So at first, when I was toying around with, you know, which voice is my ego AKA fear, which voice is my intuition? That's all I really knew was like, which voice is fear-based, which voice is, is love-based or soul-based or, or God-based that's moving me forward. Um, that's all I knew. But, but distinguishing to the next level of how am I receiving this information made it so much easier for me to connect. Mm -hmm. And so I discovered that I was clairaudient. Clairaudient is clear hearing. So the way that this sounds for me, because I'm not on the, well, I guess, I guess I am starting to move in that direction. Yes, now, you are. But in the, in the beginning. Don't worry, of you're not going to scare anyone. Jen hears voices. <laughs> in the beginning of the spectrum, 
when I was first discovering this, when I discovered it was Claire Audience, it was almost underwhelming because I thought, really, that's it? I've been doing that my whole life. Like I thought it was going to be this big, you know, epiphany. Oh my goodness. I can hear, you know, my intuition. Oh, wow. And it was going to be the voice of God or the voice of whatever, you know, that I could hear. And it's not, it literally just sounds like your own voice and your own thoughts. So when you first start to realize oh, well, I've been, I've been hearing that voice my entire life. Like it almost feels a little bit underwhelming. And the way that you can tell the difference between a clairaudient thought, like clairaudient um, receiving of information to just your aimless mind wandering thoughts is uh, my first clues, which I was totally unaware of, where I would ask a question and be like, you know, I wonder just silently in my mind while I'm in the bathroom or walking the dog or whatever. I wonder why so-and-so chose to blank. Like, I wonder why, you know, this person behaves this way, or I wonder why that, and it would just be a thought and I would receive an answer because blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And I would just carry on walking my dog. Like, and I wouldn't even realize. Yeah. So the, the way that I discovered it is kind of funny. Um, I was watching Tyler Henry Hollywood medium. Uh huh. And, uh, he was explaining how he uses his gifts. He was saying that he, you know, he's clairvoyant, which I'm going to get to the next one. Uh, the final one is clairvoyant. He's clairvoyant. And he says, you know, I like, I need to scribble a little bit and I doodle. And then, you know, I, I'm kind of receiving these symbols and I need to interpret the symbols so I can give you your message. And I thought, wow, that's so cool that he knows how he receives his information. It's so cool that he can explain it. Like he knows it so well, he can explain it to other people. That's so, that's so cool. And then I had this thought, this is what it, literally what it sounds like. It's just an internal dialogue. And it said, Jen, do you want to know how you receive your information? And I was like, yeah. And this is all silent, like while I'm just yeah. watching Tyler Henry Media. And then it was like, you hear it, Jen, you hear it. You're hearing it right now. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. And that's when I started Googling and like hearing, hearing, intuition, hearing, and then it's clairaudient. And then I was like, oh, clairaudient. Oh, claircognizant. Oh, clairsentient. Whoa, what is all of this? Yeah. So clairaudient, it, you know, when you're early on, it just, it honestly, it, and it's, it, it doesn't sound like an audible, someone's whispering into your ear. It, it literally is just the thoughts in your own head, but you can ask for guidance. You can ask like, you know, should I wear my boots today? And I, I'll actually hear like a yes or a no. Some people will feel it in, and I'll feel it in the body too, but, um, but I'll hear like a yes or a no, or should I, should I hire this coach? And I'll hear like a yes or a no. Should I, should I, how, you know, so, um, and then you can get good with it where it doesn't have to be just yes or no questions. You can actually start to ask intentionally for, for guidance and you'll hear it. And to me, it almost feels like I'm hearing it from the right side. Um, and I've heard that be true of other people, people who are clairaudient may often, not often, but sometimes hear ringing in their ears for no reason. Um, so there's different things like that, but clairaudient and clairaudient can get to the point where you do actually hear, like when you start to go further down the spectrum where you can actually hear, um, you know, different frequencies as well. So perhaps people who have passed on um, different guides, maybe you might actually hear different voices. 
Um, and some, and I have heard audible one time. There's only one time that I've heard it like actually outside of, out, outside of me. So it just depends where you are on that spectrum. Um, clairvoyant, the fourth one that I'll talk about because I feel like only these top four are, the mo are one of the most dominant. Clairvoyant usually are the mediums, you know, when you see them on TV, uh, Long Island Medium or um, Tyler Henry or whoever, usually they're clairvoyant. They're seeing symbols and they're not physically seeing them usually, like they're not physically seeing it in the room. But if I say picture a red Coca-Cola truck or a, a red 50s Ford truck, you kind of, you see it in your mind's eye. That's how they're receiving symbols. And then they have to interpret these symbols to share their message. So sometimes I'll be on a coaching session. Anyone that's watching this that is a coach or a mentor or consultant in any form, you know, there may be times where you're working with your client and you, you do kind of get this image of maybe a story of your life or an anecdote or a symbol or, um, you know, I've had random things that make sense to me in my life. I've had random things that don't make sense to me, but so I'll just start describing it to my client and then they'll they all know exactly what I'm talking about together. Yeah. Yeah. So clairvoyant is just you getting these kind of metaphorical symbols or pictures in your mind. Often they are metaphorical. People who are clairvoyant may have, you know, very vivid dreams. And that is also your intuition trying to connect with you through your dreams. And you'll say, wow, that was a crazy dream. It didn't make any sense because it's not meant to be literal. It's metaphorical. So if right. you think of, you know, if you have the universe or, or God or your spirit guides or your angels trying to connect with you and they can't speak English to you, especially mm -hmm. if Claire audience is not one of your dominant intuitive types, well, then they basically have to play Pictionary with you. And that is what clairvoyance is. So those are the four top, usually one of the most dominant ones. There's also clear smelling and clear tasting. I don't find that those are usually the most dominant for most people. I am dying to know what each of the women on this show is. Yeah. Because I know that if they're on this show, you know, and they're watching this episode, they're a mirror to us. So I wonder yes. if one of you are resonating with Claire sent sentient, right? And then maybe more of you, maybe half of you are with Jen because, yeah. you know, the whole mirror thing. That is so cool. Yeah. So would you let us know? Let us know some way. Find us on Instagram or whatever and let us know if, you were, if we were the same because that is just... It really is. And that's what this whole journey of, of walking into your intuition is about, is discovering things and opening, like your, what kind of intuition am I? Like, what kind of intuition do I have? How do I turn up the, the volume on that? Like, these are the invaluable gifts that we learn on this journey that we wouldn't have learned had we not taken a step to go to one of your events or just yeah. download this free series. You know what I mean? And these are all things that our mind could have talked us out of but you're on this path for a reason. Yes. Well, Jen, you have been an, a, a total, I mean, you, you have books, obviously. Do you have a new book coming out that we can get? Yeah. So I have a new book called The Awakening. It is available for pre-order now. It's launching April 16th. And it's just, it's a guide to help you connect to your own intuition and to walk you through developing that relationship so that you can call on at any time, whether that's for your personal life, whether it's growing your business mm -hmm. or how you're connecting with your clients and being more in tune with them so that you can give them the guidance that they need. Because so often, you know, I still work with coaches. I still work in masterminds. I still need to have people outside of me guide me. I still believe in mentors because 
I can get into the trap of not being able to tell, well, is this my intuition guiding me yeah. or is this my ego? And I can kind of, that can be unclear for me sometimes, mm. especially if I'm really attached to an outcome. Mm. I'm really attached. I, there's some emotion behind something I want to do in my business and I'm really attached to the outcome. I can start to get really nervous if it's going to work out or not. I can't really distinguish, is this my ego or my intuition? You know, sometimes it can be a little bit muddied, watered. And I need um, an outside mirror. I need someone to reflect back to me. It's the strong part of me, the intuitive part of me, the, the limitless, infinite part of me. And the Did book- Did you hear what she just said? Yeah. The, limit, the limitless, infinite part of me. Mm-hmm. I just, if, if you heard that like how I heard that, that is in all of us. Yes. We all have an infinite, limitless piece of us that is dying for us to engage with, to love, to nurture, to support, to do whatever it takes, like getting Jen's book or whatever. I mean, you have to, the the thing is is that we get to immerse ourselves in this stuff. And so if this has resonated with you, you need to join forces with Jen, whether it's through her book, through her live events, through her coaching, through her mentorship, her masterminds. Um, She was a massive part in me starting a incredibly important mission mm-hmm. on this planet to help women just like you and just like me and just like Jen up level and rise to, to their ultimate highest self. So um, Jen, thank you so much for being the limitless, infinite leader that you are. You are an amazing example um, for, for me for, for everything that you've done for me and for everything that now you're doing for this community here on the smart woman show. I thank you. And thank you for your free links. That's very generous of you. And thank we'll, you, Tara. Yeah. I'll we'll see you later. Just, just quickly. I'm just so grateful for you, Tara. Mm. I'm grateful for how powerfully you're showing up in the world. Like it wasn't that long ago that you and I were having these conversations. And since then you've just, you have just been unapologetic in standing in your truth and being bold and being of service to other women and doing whatever you need to and, and going for it because you are really attached to how many people this is going to serve. And it's just been so amazing to, to watch, to see, and I'm so grateful that you're spreading this message, that you're collecting these women to share for the Smart Women series. Like What you're doing is amazing, and you are a true gift and thank you for the work that you do. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you. I received that, Jen. Back at you, girl. Okay, see you later. Bye. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.